No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we will see where David's son, Adoniah, presumes to be king without his father's approval and how David's administration responds. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell begins in 1 Kings chapter 1 on Simply the Bible. Does it ever seem to you that evil people are just getting away with it? That can lead to much stress. Man's plans ultimately won't succeed over God's will. But let's face it, it can be difficult to wait for God to work out His righteous plan. And it also requires discernment because sometimes God will use us to bring to light the deeds of darkness. Today we see how intrigue in the house of David threatened God's appointed successor to the throne but also how those who were in tune with the Lord made the right moves to ensure that God's will would be done. We start a new book, 1 Kings chapter 1. Now, King David was old, advanced in years, and they put covers on him, but he could not get warm. Therefore, his servant said to him, let a young woman, a virgin, be sought for our Lord the king, and let her stand before the king and let her care for him, and let her lie in your bosom, that our Lord the king may be warm. So they sought for a lovely young woman throughout all the territory of Israel and found Abishag the Shunammite and brought her to the king. The young woman was very lovely and she cared for the king and served him, but the king did not know her. He didn't have any sexual relations with her. Now, David was 70 years old. His Health was failing, and he couldn't stay warm at night. Evidently, some circulatory problems. And so they decided to look for a young, beautiful virgin that could come and be a nurse to him and keep him warm at night. And although this sounds rather strange to us, it was a culturally acceptable treatment in that day, especially for a king. And so they did a search and found Abishag, who was from Shunem, a town about seven miles outside of Nazareth. Now, we will see a little bit later, she plays a very significant role in the palace immediately after David's death. Verse 5, Then Adonijah, the son of Haggith, exalted himself, saying, I will be king. And he prepared for himself chariots and horsemen and fifty men to run before him. And his father had not rebuked him at any time by saying, Why have you done so? He was also very good looking. His mother had borne him after Absalom. Now, Adonijah was probably the next in line as far as birth order. He was the fourth born, but the third born, Kileab, also known as Daniel, uh, was presumably dead, must have died at a young age because nothing more is said about him. And so he thought that he was next in line. And normally that would be the case, that the oldest son of the king would be the crown prince. But we get the key here to what was going to happen because it says that he exalted himself. He didn't wait for David to exalt him or anoint him as king. He exalted himself. 
And Jesus said in Luke 14, 11, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and he who humbles himself will be exalted. Now we're told that he was very good looking and his father never rebuked him at any time saying, why have you done this? And even as he began to exalt himself here, David didn't say anything. We know David really wasn't a very good father. He was not involved in the raising of his children and especially his sons uh, as he ought to have been. And, uh, and so here's a son who is uh, good looking, spoiled, and now conceited. And his conceit would ultimately cost him his life. Then he conferred with Joab, the son of Zeruiah, and with Abiathar, the priest, and they followed and helped Adonijah. But Zadok, the priest, Benaiah, the son of Jehoiada, Nathan, the prophet, Shimei, Rei, and the mighty men who belonged to David were not with Adonijah. So Adonijah began to form a political action committee or pack, if you will. He's getting some of the key leadership to be on his side including Joab, the commander of the army. Now, was Joab disloyal to David by joining with Adonijah? Joab had been, for the most part, loyal to David through his career, although he did not always obey David. Or did Joab just think that because Adonijah was the oldest son, he was naturally the next in line? Well, in 1 Chronicles 22, we have the account of David charging Solomon to build the temple. He said, my son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord, my God. But the word of the Lord came to me saying, you have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be Solomon. For I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. So we see that God had told David that Solomon was the one to build the temple and also to succeed him as king. And that probably happened immediately after David wanted to build the temple and God told him through the prophet Nathan that he was not the one to build the temple. So was this common knowledge in the kingdom? Did Joab and Abiathar know that Solomon was the appointed king? If not, then they were acting here in ignorance. But if they did know that, then they were acting in presumption against the word of the Lord. Now, certainly Adonijah must have been aware that his father intended to make Solomon king because he invited all his brothers to the party except Solomon. He also didn't invite Zadok the priest, Benaiah, the commander of the royal bodyguard, and Nathan the prophet. All three of these men were close friends of David. And Adonijah sacrificed sheep and oxen and fattened cattle by the stone of Zoeleth, which is by Enrogel, Zoalath being a steep rocky corner that overlooked the plain of Hinnom, right where it joins with the Kidron Valley. And Enrogel was one of the two main springs in the Kidron Valley supplying water to Jerusalem. 
Adonijah also invited his brothers, the king's sons, and all the men of Judah, the king's servants. But he did not invite Nathan the prophet, Benaiah the mighty men, or Solomon his brother. So Nathan spoke to Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, saying, Have you not heard that Adonijah the son of Haggith has become king, and David our Lord does not know it? Come, please let me now give you advice, that you may save your own life and the life of your son Solomon. Go immediately to King David and say to him, Did you not, my lord, O king, swear to your maidservant, saying, Assuredly, your son Solomon shall reign after me, and he shall sit on my throne. Why then has Adonijah become king? Then while you are still talking there with the king, I also will come in after you and confirm your words. Now Nathan understood if Adonijah succeeded in becoming king, it would be bad news for Solomon and Bathsheba. It would also be against God's word and David's own promise. Now, we don't have the biblical record of when David promised Bathsheba that Solomon would sit on the throne, but obviously it did happen, and Nathan was aware of it. Not only would Adonijah's move for the throne threaten Solomon's position as the new king, It also endangered both his life and Bathsheba's because often in that culture, the new king would wipe out any potential rivals to the throne. Nathan knew that David was a man of integrity. If Bathsheba brought up to David his previous oath to her, then Nathan figured David would act to keep his word. Bathsheba would also inform David of the political coup that was happening beneath his nose with his son Adonijah. Then Nathan would come in to confirm this story, knowing that for an accusation to be accepted, the law required that there be at least two witnesses. Bathsheba would be the first and Nathan would be the second. That principle is carried into the New Testament so that we are not to even consider an accusation against an elder unless there are at least two witnesses. So Bathsheba went into the chamber to the king. Now the king was very old and Abishag the Shunammite was serving the king and Bathsheba bowed and did homage to the king. Then the king said, what is your wish? And she said to him, my Lord, you swore by the Lord your God to your maidservant saying assuredly Solomon, your son shall reign after me and he shall sit on my throne. So now look, Adonijah has become king and now my Lord, the king, you do not know about it. He has sacrificed oxen and fattened cattle and sheep in abundance and has invited all the sons of the king, Abiathar the priest and Joab, the commander of the army, but Solomon, your servant, he is not invited. And as for you, my Lord, O king, the eyes of all Israel are on you that you should tell them who will sit on the throne of my Lord, the king after him. Otherwise, it will happen when my Lord, the king rests with his fathers that I and my son Solomon will be counted as offenders. And we see Bathsheba had great respect for the king as she came and did homage to him, bowing down, calling him my Lord, but then also reminding David of what he swore, the promise that he gave to her. Now, she said, Adonijah has become king. Now, this was designed to shock David, to rouse him to action, for he was unaware of what was going on. Adonijah had already sacrificed oxen, cattle, and sheep, and all the king's sons were present, along with Abiathar, the priest, and Joab, the commander of the army. And she said, 
David, all Israel is watching you to see what you will do if you will make Adonijah king. But if he is king, we are as good as dead. And just then, while she was still talking with the king, Nathan the prophet also came in. So they told the king, saying, Here is Nathan the prophet. And when he came in before the king, he bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. And Nathan said, My lord, O king, have you said Adonijah shall reign after me and he shall sit on my throne? For he has gone down today and has sacrificed oxen and fattened cattle and sheep in abundance and has invited all the king's sons and the commanders of the army and Abiathar the priest. And look, they are eating and drinking before him and they say, Long live King Adonijah. But he has not invited me, your servant, nor Zadok the priest, nor Benaiah the son of Jehoiada, nor your servant Solomon. Has this thing been done by my lord the king? And you have not told your servant who should sit on the throne of my lord the king after him? This was just beautiful timing, wise by Nathan. Nathan was a good friend to David, had to tell him some hard stuff sometimes. But Proverbs 27, 6 says, Faithful are the wounds of a friend. And Nathan said, They're saying, Long live King Adonijah. But David, have you done this and not told me, your servant, who should be the next king after you? Nathan acted with wisdom and discernment. He knew ultimately what God's plan was, and he worked in conformity with God's will to bring to light to David what he needed to see so that he could make the right decision. And that's the quality of a good friend. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where David confirms his oath to Bathsheba and make Solomon the next king of Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Kings on Simply the Bible.